Welcome to the Bunsen Burner Podcast. My name is Vincent Rodriguez here with Avery McKenzie and Willie Petro. The NBA season is approaching very, very soon, and we will be covering everything throughout the year. But first, we have the Western Conference preview this week, Eastern Conference preview next week. We're going to jump right in very soon, so stay tuned for the action. All right, y'all, welcome to episode one of the Bunsen Burner podcast. Today we have the Western Conference preview. So let's begin. We're just going to go right down the standings of last year, talk about every single team, what happened last year, what's going on this year, and pretty much what we think. So let's get into it, guys. So first we have the Utah Jazz. They finished with the first seed last year, lost in historic fashion to the Clippers in the Western Conference semis, lost in six. We all know what happened. Rudy Gobert got completely exposed, blew a 25-point lead to Terrence Mann alone. Um, but, yeah, they, they looked pretty bad last year in the playoffs, so they have a lot to prove this year. In, uh, in terms of the additions they've made, they added Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, Eric Paschal. They lost Derek Favors, which, you know, not that big of a deal. But, uh, guys, I'm just, you know, what do you guys think about Rudy Gobert? Definitely overhyped, in my opinion. Definitely thinks better of himself. He thinks he's an all-star caliber player, and I don't think he's that type of player. I found a that nigga ever since the COVID shit. Let me just <laughs> talk about fuck, this dude, bro. Honestly, bro, I think he's a bum. I don't think he deserved any defensive player of the years that he got. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, there's no reason why he should get exposed by Terrence Mann. I'm not saying Terrence Mann is bad, but he's just not on the levels of, like, the Kawhi Leonard's, the LeBron's, you know, the Curry's. Like, defensive player of the year should be able to, I don't know, like, hold him down to a certain point. Yeah, I think they kind of had the scheme built around him just sitting in the paint and kind of being, like, a big, tall dude, which in the playoffs will get you played off the court, as we saw, especially when teams go, like, you know, five wide and to start shooting threes. Um, you know, they added Rudy Gay. They added the song Whiteside. This team is obviously very good, at least in the regular season. Do you guys think with these additions, they'll really make a – do you think they'll make much noise in the playoffs this season? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't think so. Yeah, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside may have, like, the, I guess, veteran experience of, like, uh, playoffs and everything. You know, Rudy Gay playing with the Spurs and everything. But I don't know. I just feel like Rudy Gay is just – his time is done. I mean, Hassan White. What about Eric Pascal? Yeah, he's definitely good, but like, he's not really a, a difference maker, in my opinion. Like, he can't like be that electric force that they need. Do you yeah, think he's at least athletic enough to defend the perimeter? I think that's what they were lacking in last year. To a certain extent, depends on who we're talking about him guarding on the perimeter. Yeah, he ain't guarding Kevin Durant. <laughs> I know that. I'm much. saying, yeah. <laughs> but um, Avery, I know you're pretty big on Donovan Mitchell. Do you think, like, I mean, he's been balling like the, that the past few years in the playoffs? Because I think he was averaging, you know, 35 plus last year. Is there really much more that he can do personally? He needs a Robin. He doesn't have a Robin, and Rudy Gobert thinks he's that Robin. And he needs his Robin. 
I think Gobert thinks he's the the Batman. <laughs> he damn damn sure ain't either. That's that's, that's a bigger problem then. I'm telling you, it all started when he was touching the mics on COVID. Thought, thought it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, that French bastard. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, if they don't make the conference finals, I'm not gonna lie, it might ruin Donovan Mitchell's like. I wouldn't say like. I wouldn't say what. Yeah, he is young, also, but like I don't know, like how many chances we're gonna give him. And he's young, but he's not as young as we think. Because remember, he came to the league kind of late compared to other players. You know what I mean? Honestly, he is putting up the numbers he should be able to, but like I don't know. It's just, but I don't know. I think I think last year was like the him, year. I think we hold people like him to a lower standard. Rather than like everybody else, we we uh, expect them to succeed like very high and stuff, bro. They were fifty two and twenty. You know what I'm saying? Last year was the year if they were going to do anything big. I think the West has just gotten better this year with a lot of people coming back from injury. So I don't think they're definitely not finishing the first. I think. Yeah, I think last year was kind of the uh, opportunity a lot of teams had. One of those teams, including uh, were, were the Suns, who the Suns finished as a second seed last year. They got to the to the NBA Finals, lost to the Bucks in six, and looked like in the beginning of that series they had a chance to actually win the whole chip going up two one, but then Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday, all of them kind of just turned it up into a different level. They had no yeah. one who can really stop Giannis in the paint. Um, they uh, add they they had no backup center. They did add Javale McGee this year. We signed Chris Paul to a four year extension, which you know could have come back to bite them at the end. But who knows with Chris Paul? He's always been pretty good, even with age. Um. They lost, you know, Etuan Moore, Damian Jones. Who really cares about them? You know, they, they, that's not really going to make or break them. With with the way Booker was playing last year, Aiton playing pretty well in the playoffs, even with CP3, eight, uh, CP3 aging, do you guys think they have a chance to make another finals push this year? Yes, 1,000%. Definitely. Before we even talk about that, I just want to say I think they violated Cameron Payne. Because when CP3 was hurt, yo, he was, like, really giving them all, putting up all types of, like, numbers off the bench. And I feel like when CP3 came back, I'm not – I wouldn't say he should start over CP3, but I felt like they should, like, give him more chances because I felt like he deserved more chances while CP3 was out. I feel like that really messed him up, too. Yeah, I think the thing with Cameron Payne is that I think he's the kind of guy where, like, in a playoff series, you can kind of, like, you know, like he, like he might give you a good game, too a good game four, even a good game six. But if you're gonna, I don't think he's a guy, the kind of guy you can rely on to give him, like, more than maybe 20 minutes a game in a real, in a real, real series, uh, like, you know, for each and every single game. And I think last year he also got injured in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did get injured. And then when he came back, he was kind of, like, not the same. He was playing, like, kind of the current point well, yeah, that he was. I, I also felt like, because his confidence went down, like they weren't really giving him enough minutes. Like I wasn't, I'm not saying like he should like get starting minutes, but I feel like they should just give him another chance. And I felt like they were just like holding him back. So I guess that kind of like affected him. For sure. Which, there's no, there's no excuse, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I think Another I think, thing about the Suns, they just need CP3 to step up when it matters. Do you think CP3 is going to play as well as he did last year, this year? Because no. there's another no. another another year on the clock. I do. I think so. It's done. You think it's Honestly, done? No. CP3 is like another LeBron, bro. Like, I feel like the aging and the skill, it really doesn't, like, doesn't go down. Regardless Especially, if, he does his, if he does his best, he's not beating the Lakers. They're not beating the Lakers. 
You never, bro, you never know. I'm telling you, you never know. All he's going to guard a fiending Russell Westbrook. I don't think he's going to Westbrook, to be fair. I don't think he's going to Westbrook. I, I don't think he's going to Westbrook either, bro. I don't, I don't, CP3 is I'm gonna say known this. to be fearless. Chris, he's known Chris, to be fearless. Chris Paul, last year in the Western Conference semifinals, right? I'm going to read you guys the stats. He averaged 25.5 points a game, 10 assists, on 63% from the field. <laughs> 63 percent 25 and 10 on 63%. And that was after he looked like he was washed in that first round. So I mean I, I it's I think it's clear that even if he's not gonna play like a you know all-time point guard level maybe during the whole season, he doesn't I need think it's to pretty, it's evident that he can, you know, at least pull it out for a series. He doesn't need to because Devin Booker always needed that, I guess, that all-star to kind of, like, get to the next level. Because, as you've known before, it was always been Devin Booker, Devin Booker. And I felt like ever since he got a few players who know what they're doing, it was just what he needed. Yeah, I think last year, I mean, last year, a big problem for them was once uh, Aiton got in foul trouble, they either had no backup big man to really come in and play the, the big man position. And when they did, they brought in Frank Kaminsky, who's not really, uh, you know, an interior threat on either side was, of the, either side of the ball. Was, he was nice in college, I'll tell you that. Dan's nice in college, but, you know, that was, like a, <laughs> that was when he was, 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 was peewees. <laughs> but uh, they, 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 brought in, they brought in JaVale McGee. McGee, Nah, he's a hit or miss. He's like a joke. He's a hit or miss. That's how you put it. He's a he's a big body, bro, and he's definitely a guy who can give you no, you know, fifteen minutes off the bench on a pretty good team, as we saw with you know the Warriors and the Lakers last season or two years ago. Yeah, he's a hit or miss though. Like there'll be some games where he'll just be OD, and then the next game he'll be on Shaq in the full. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next team. We had the three seed Denver Nuggets. They lost to the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, Western Conference Semifinals, excuse me. They got swept. Uh, like I just said, CP3 killed them. But honestly, they didn't have enough firepower. They were relying heavily on Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon uh, without Jamal Murray to be the second option. Um, Jamal Murray is not going to be back to begin the year. If, if I think that if they're lucky, they'll have him back by – Maybe a little, a little after the All-Star break. He just he tore his ACL pretty late in the season, so it's not looking good for them. They did add Jer- uh, Jeff Green. They re-signed Aaron Gordon. They gave Michael Porter Jr. a huge extension, five years, oh 207. Uh, <laughs> that's including incentives. So I think I think the av- I think the actual contract is like 180 guaranteed. Uh, but still, that's huge. What do you guys think about that contract? Honestly, he didn't show me enough to deserve that. I'm going to just say that. He ain't show me enough. You got to go out there and show me. I know he's a back injury, but still, bro. Like, he was just coming off a back injury. He he didn't show me. He didn't show me anything, think, really. Think about those numbers. 200 mil is the same type of money Luke is getting. Come on. Yeah. They they dragged it. I need my more. Thing is, my thing is with, um, <laughs> with Michael Porter Jr. is that – so, last year in the playoffs, he was the clear-cut second dude. I think, I think that's fair to say. Right behind Jokic. Because Jamal Murray was hurt. He averaged 17 points a game in the playoffs as the clear-cut second option. So, I mean, like, you know, maybe in the season he might average like 20, something like that. But is that really – I mean, it's I, it's probably based off potential. But that contract is crazy. Definitely. I think I, I think the best bet for them was to kind of lowball him this year 
and then either either he'll accept it or make him bet on himself. Because if Michael Porter Jr. goes out this year and averages, what, 27 a game, which is not going to happen, but say he does, then this would be the same contract that, that they would give him. <laughs> the same the same contract. So yeah. why not lowball him? Kind of yeah. like, I don't think I remember, like, like, like Steph Curry when he had the injuries to his ankles back in 2012, which is why they had that low contract for so long. This would have been a good time to sign him low and do that, but I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy. To I wouldn't say lowball him, but, like, just not that type of money, bro. Like, like Avery said, that's Luka type of money, and we all know what Luka do, triple-double. I don't think uh, – I don't think Michael Porter Jr. Production. is not – yeah, he's not really doing that right now. Like I said, he did come off a back injury, but, like, you got to – he got to go out there and be like, all right, I'm going to show you guys why – I deserve that money, and then when he shows us, or if he does in the scenario, then give it to him. I think the main reason that they really did this was just because Denver is not signing anybody outside of Denver. <laughs> like, no one's coming to Denver. So, you know, they already locked up Jamal Murray. They already locked up Jokic, I, I believe. Um, you know, and then this year they kind of locked up Aaron Gordon. So they're kind of like, why not just lock up Michael Porter Jr. as well? So they have their three or four core guys who I think, you know, Porter uh, improves and Murray gets a little, a little bit better. I think those three plus Aaron Gordon, if Aaron Gordon can, you know, not be horrible in the playoffs. Yeah, Aaron Gordon those, get it together. Those three with Aaron Gordon, I think, can you know definitely make some noise with the right with the right bench pieces around them. And we've already well, seen it. They already been. I gotta good. I gotta see how Jamal Murray plays outside the bubble. For sure, without being because that that, yeah, that, girl. that could be that could be a hit <laughs> or miss. He he was going bananas in the bubble. Yeah, I got to see see how he – because when him and um, Donovan was going at it, he was like – like they were. it was a good good series, but I'm just going to see what he does with fans and everything with the pressures on him, you know, crowds yelling and waving, different type of setting. Yeah, and it's an ACL injury as well. So, I mean, obviously people have have been coming back pretty well off that past few years, but uh, you never know. But uh, another, another team with another injury is the Clippers, you know, the four seed last year. They lost in six to the Suns at the Western Conference Finals. It was an ugly series for both teams. You know, they had no Kawhi. Uh, but at the end of the day, Aiden just completely dominated. He shot 70% from the field the whole series, averaged 18 and 14. Booker and CP3 both gave him 25 each. And it was really, you know, just Paul George, Reddy Jackson, and then, you know, a few role players. My son playoff P. <laughs> playoff P. <laughs> PG. Without, so I mean, they they did add Eric Bledsoe, who you know, sure, he's <laughs> just, right. just he's right. yeah. Harry Harry Giles, you know, a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, they re-signed Kawhi four years, hundred seventy six million. Re-signed Reggie, Reggie Jackson. They Reggie let Jackson Beverly go. OG, bro. Oh my God, BC. They let Beverly go. They let Cousins go. Patrick Patterson Beverly. go. Rondo's Beverly's gone. The, Beverly's the dude wearing the black Air Force ones. Do you guys think uh, how the how like what seed do you guys think they're gonna like be like 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 what's their ceiling this season without Kawhi? Because I don't think Kawhi's coming back. You don't think Kawhi's coming back, really? Because because I think we so we gotta think about it. I mean, one he has a torn AC, a torn ACL, although it was partially torn. Either way, he had ACL surgery. Yeah, but it's par- it was it was partially. It wasn't like it was full. Sure, but let's also think about Kawhi's history. So say he comes, say he say he's like healthy. Come, you know. Let's say April, maybe March. Kawhi's not really a guy that's going to, you know, rush back from injury. He's definitely going to take his time. 
And even if he comes back, it's going to be heavy load management. So I, like, if he if he comes back, I don't think we're going to see him back in full force until maybe the playoffs. So we have to kind of think about this as this is going to be a Clippers season without Kawhi, at least until the playoffs. So well, what, I think, what seed do you guys think they're going to be with uh, honest, Jess Paul George? Honestly, I'd say like six. I was Six? Say the same thing. Yeah, because, yo, I feel like Paul George, yo, Paul George in the regular season is amazing. It's amazing. When it comes to the <laughs> playoffs, that's when playoff P pandemic P start coming out. So I think Paul George could hold it down until until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. Out. Yeah, I think and especially with Reggie Jackson, bro, we've seen what he could do. Like he's very, very lethal. I mean, they lost what? Pat Bev, he was just a hacker. Like, I mean, yeah, he he brought the energy, but like, there was really nothing more. Demarcus Cousins, he really didn't play. Rondo, I felt like he's a big key too, but I felt like they didn't use him. To, yeah, like, he's right ability. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, I think I think Pandemic Peak hold it down to the playoffs. Not gonna lie. Avery, do you believe? Do you guys think Reggie Jackson's gonna step up? Yeah, I think he's gonna step up. I was gonna ask you, Avery, do you think that uh, Paul George is gonna have like, another MVP caliber season, like you did back in 2018? I think he'll be in the conversation. I think he'll definitely be top five. Give me a stat line for the season. What, 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 what do you think it's gonna be? He'll give you twenty-five, six and four. Yeah, that ain't MVP. Right. That ain't MVP. Like <laughs> He'll be an all-star, though. He'll definitely be one of the top guys uh, at, at his position behind a few people. But uh, let, let's, let's move on to Dallas. Fifth seed last year, lost to the previously stated Clippers, round one. That, that series was pretty much Luka versus the world. Uh, Kawhi completely dominated, especially towards the end of the series. They did make a few additions. They added Moses, Moses Brown, the center, who I like. They added Reggie yeah. Bullock, who was a, you know, a decent 3 and D dude. They had, you know, Frank the Tank, who is not going to get any burn. <laughs> yeah, this is basically just, just the Knicks from, like, three years ago plus Luka. Uh, you know, they had they re-signed him Hardaway, re-signed Luka. They re-signed Boban. Uh, they did add Jason Jesus. Kidd as the head coach. What do you guys think Jason Kidd's going to bring to the table that was not there before? Um, Honestly, I think he can help. Like, I'm not saying um... – Luca's game is bad, but I think he, he can help elevate Luca's game because obviously Jason Kidd is a future Hall of Famer point guard, and he knows has good IQ. I feel like he could just elevate Luca's game more to make him more lethal. Avery, what do you think about Porzingis? Because he's been playing because he came in, he, he, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be basically like the next Dirk for the Mavs. He was pretty good in the Knicks. He's ass, bro. Yeah, he came in. This is confidence. He's just not living up to the expectations. Like, wait, wait, what's going on? This is confidence. I don't think he can handle the pressure. It's just like you said. Like he's supposed to be the next Derek. He's supposed to be the next this. His confidence. I'm putting Boban over him. Boban will go up and (laughs) hustle him. I'm dead ass. (laughs) And there was also reports of uh, him saying that he kind of feels like he's. Like not in the spotlight, and it's like obviously, bro. Like you're playing like garbage, and you have Luca on the team. I think he has an ego problem. I mean, yeah, as you can see, he wasn't playing for the Knicks. He was sitting out. It's crazy because I remember in the bubble, that first Clippers Mavs series in the bubble, he was given like 
36, like 36 points <laughs> a game in that, in that playoff though. series. Then he got hurt. There was something in the air. Right. Something in that air bubble, huh? <laughs> in, that, in that bubble air. Yeah, something going on there for sure. And it, and it hit him. But uh, in terms of guys who are going to be an MVP combo, do you guys think Luka is going to finally break through into that top three discussion this season? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think so a lot because I don't know. It's just like, what more can he do? Like, he was dead ass doing everything. I think we can see a little more defense from him. Um, It's a little hard because yeah, he's carrying the I offensive mean, load so hard. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, he's obviously not – I don't think he's going to be guarding Steph because he's going to be winning from offense. For sure. I think what I want to see from Luka, just because he's so ball dominant, I do – I mean, and it's kind of hard because the Mavs aren't really building the team this way. But I wish they – I wish they brought in a guy who can kind of take the ball out of Luka's hands a little bit because uh, he literally he, – like, he has the ball for basically the whole possession and then it ends up in either a shot or a pass. Um, so that's their whole offense. I wish they kind of brought in a guy like maybe like a Dinwiddie or something like that who can kind of, you know, create his own shot, uh, score, pass. Something like that who can, you know, you know, like take some very, pressure off of Luca. Yeah, like only like over it, like like every side. Wait, yeah. isn't isn't Seth Curry on, on yeah. They got Seth. Nah, Seth's He's on, on the Philly. He's on Philly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I'm bugging out. Yeah, they, they did have Seth. They probably should have yeah. kept him. <laughs> yeah, they, they should've definitely should have kept him, yeah. But uh so, good I, think, I think this team is still like a piece or two away. Maybe if Porzingis can, you know, just, you know, give you he he's just give you some defense and some threes because that's really what he was doing before. He's not doing it anymore. Yeah. But if he can give you that, and then if they can maybe add another, you know, shot creator slash playmaker, then you know they'll actually make some noise. I think they're like a year or two away though. Do you guys think I mean, he has some oh, mental issues with the the injury coming back from the injury? Who Porzingis? Yeah. I mean, this guy's hurt every year. So I mean, like, which injury? <laughs> this guy's hurt every single season. <laughs> I mean, like, is, is it mental? Maybe. I think he was, like, a he was a huge star for the Knicks. Like, because, you know, obviously any Nick Flair doing anything is going to get all the publicity in the world. So, he went from there to Dallas, which is not only a small market than New York, but also they have Luka, who is clearly better than him. So, I think it's – I think that's the mental aspect. Like, he's not the guy anymore. And then it's kind of like every game goes on. It's kind of like, 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 like the less they trust him, the less they need him. So, you know, who knows? Maybe Kid will find a way to use him better. Uh, but it's just looking – it's looking bad for I him right so. now. Yeah, I think so. I, honestly, I think I think Kidd's a pretty smart coach. I mean, what was he, the assistant on the Lakers? He was assistant on right? the Lakers, and he was a head coach for the Bucks before uh, before Giannis really had his, you know, breakthrough. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he pulled through. I got faith in him. All right. Another team with a new coach is the Blazers. They lost in six to the Nuggets. We saw Dame put on one of the best series ever. <laughs> that was Dame versus the world. Yeah, that was some Dame versus the world stuff right there. The only problem Clinic. is these guys can't play defense at all. They lost to the Nuggets in six who didn't have Jamal Murray. It was it was pretty much just Jokic, although they did have Michael Porter Jr. and a couple other guys. But, you know, it was like Austin Rivers and, like, Frank Dampazzo, like, <laughs> in their backcourt. So I don't really know like how they didn't really get past them. Although I mean, you know, obviously they had Jokic, but every year it feels like the Blazers are just underachieving. Uh, besides, like you know, you, like you can probably pick out a few years where you know they had a few 
a few series that they won that you might not have thought they were they were they were gonna win. But uh, you know, in the offseason, they averaged Larry Nance Jr. They added Ben McLemore, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., a couple other bums. <laughs> they re-signed Norman Powell. But like I said, they they bought in Chauncey Billups. I know there's been some controversy around him. What do you guys think about what do you guys think about Chauncey? Um, awesome player. Don't know how he'd be as a coach. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I think this is a question mark. Yeah, very question, question mark. Right. His IQ is obviously good. We all know that. He was a great point guard, but coaching wise, I don't I really don't know. I gotta see I gotta see for myself. So that could be like a real hit or miss. They lost some of their power forward depth. They brought in Larry Nash Jr. Uh Larry sure. Nash Jr. hasn't been good since the fucking Cavs. They uh they lost Derek Jones Jr. They lost Carmel Anthony. They lost Rodney Hood. When these these guys were all guys who can play the three yes. or four. They lost um, some huge assets. Would it make sense for them to bring in Ben Simmons? Do you guys think? No. What is no. he gonna do? Can't shoot. So I'm playing him all in the three second line. And he's the ball in his hand. What's he gonna do? So. Do you guys think that they 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 should be like what what move should they make? Like should should they just trade Dame and you know get it over with? And no, sort of start Dame fresh? is a team. Dame is a team. Trading, are they going to trade, trade, trade CJ? That's what that's a question I want you to ask because I know you're big on CJ. So what do you think the best move would be for the Blazers and CJ? Man, yeah. I think CJ is so underrated to me. <laughs> he's so underrated, bro. He, every year he, he's playing pretty good in the playoffs. He he did he did kind of sell in the last game last year. Or the last few games, but uh, you know he's one like he's he's one of the rare guys in the NBA who can kind of like he's definitely one of the top ISOs like straight ISO scorers, and he takes a lot of mid range shots, which is he's smooth. I agree, he's very underrated. It's good for the playoffs, right, is what I'm saying. Like it's a, it's a good guy to have in the playoff scenario. My only question, my my only problem with him and even Dame too, is that these are two guys who can score, 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 but they can't guard anybody, so. I'm just confused. I mean, I guess I'm more concerned. You know, like these are two guys who can score, 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 and as we as we keep seeing year after year, they're gonna put up you know 130, 140 in the playoffs. Yeah. But it doesn't help if you know they're, they're gonna allow 150. So I think the they it, I think if they get Ben Simmons, which yeah, if they get Ben Simmons, like obviously it would good it would be good for the defense. But what does Ben Simmons like bring to the table? Like he's gonna want the ball in his hands. You heard what, what position do you guys think he's gonna yeah. play? Well, that's a big key, but you guys also heard what Joel Embiid said. They built the team, 76ers, around him, and he still had a fit. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to be good for the Blazers. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, it's just so hard to find any fit for Ben Simmons at all, but these are one of the teams that a lot of people are looking at. And who would they, they trade? The they, they, the 76ers are going to probably want Dame or CJ, and that's not having them. Yeah, and I, and I think I think if Portland gets up any of those two guys, then getting Ben Simmons is not going to help them at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, kind of like because if, if they if they kept Dame and CJ, then they can kind of insert Ben Simmons into that into that Draymond role, where you know he he's just getting the ball and going full court and they making yeah. Like I don't think Ben Simmons is going to like that. I'm not going to lie. Unfortunately, I think he has to get a reality check. and understand. You too. That shoot the ball, bro. Because because we see it in the summer, bro. Every year, seen some of him. Yeah, everybody's threes. everybody could shoot in Chris Brickley's in the gym, summer. Bro. Yeah, even even my niece could shoot threes in Chris Brickley's gym, bro. I just want to see it. I just want to see the confidence because, like, because because like we see like when he actually takes the jumpers, it's not like he's you know horrible. No, he's horrible. 
it's just it's just you know it's it's more of a confidence thing I think. Well, he he's willing to sit and lose all that money, so he's a diva. Yeah, you got a lot of that, but I think you know Portland has some things to figure out this this season because I think this I think if Dan loses one more time, I think he's out of there. Nah, I don't think he's gonna leave, bro. I think he's like a Bradley Beal type of guy. Like, like man, I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's out. Comes to, comes to the next man. Comes to the I next think he's very. I mean, I'll gladly take him, but you know how the GM is. We need you, bro. Come to the Knicks. But uh, <laughs> the next teams, the the Lakers, they finished in, the, in a surprising seventh seed last season. They did have no, a lot of injuries no, going on. No, we're not going to do. <laughs> a lot of injuries last year. <laughs> they lost in six to the Suns round one. LeBron's, I think it was his first round one loss, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, AD was hurt. Um, but, I mean, I think it is fair to say that LeBron did not kind of flip that switch that many thought he was going to flip. Booker and Aiden had their first playoff series. Aiden began to shine as a potential star. Booker was doing what we knew what Booker was going to do, and he did it, giving you buckets. The whole team is new. The Lakers' whole team is new. They added Westbrook, they added Mello, they added Rondo, Kent Bazemore, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn. They lost everybody besides LeBron. AD and Tim Horton Tucker, who somehow is still on this team. Because that's LeBron's man. You know what it must LeBron be, right? Says. That's what LeBron's LeBron says, for sure. <laughs> <In> general. <laughs> but, that's uh, the GM right there. Is you this know what Melo said? What, 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 said? what did Melo say? He said, he gave me the call. Now was that. He made the call. <laughs> you say you the GM, nigga? <laughs> you say you the GM? <laughs> he made the call. <laughs> nah, yeah, he definitely. I think, yeah, so I mean, LeBron has pretty much handpicked this team once again. Typical LeBron stuff. Yeah, no, no surprise there. Now, there's been a lot of talk about you know LeBron. He's lost his lost his place in the throne. Willie, I want to hear from you because you know everyone knows you're, you're the biggest LeBron dude. Avery too, because you know you like LeBron too. Let's not get into this thing. Is this going to be a LeBron revenge year? Do you guys think? Uh, I say close. he's going to the finals. I'm saying he he's winning it all in my book. I'm not gonna lie to you because that team is lethal, but it can go downhill. Injuries, just not playing well together. But also LeBron, well Westbrook did say that they all met up at LeBron's house. Westbrook, LeBron, and AD, and Westbrook uh, told LeBron himself that he's fine with running the two and sitting in the corner. Oh, LeBron, man. Okay, so let, let, let's talk about this right now because I'm, I'm, I want to hear what, I want to hear from y'all. Westbrook and LeBron. So th- these are kind of guys who I'm not, I'm not gonna need the ball in their hands, but LeBron is definitely the primary playmaker and the primary scorer in most of the offenses and the most of the offenses that he's been in. Well, yeah, he's 100%. definitely been pass first at you know various points of the season and throughout his career. Uh, so he's so I, LeBron has no problems, you know at least, you know, being passive in the, in the beginning of games. Westbrook, on the other hand, is – he's also a playmaker, but he's definitely not afraid to take any shot. Do yeah. you guys think they're going to work out together? You know, because one of, them, one of them has to have the ball out of their hands. And, got, and, then, and neither of them are, like, you know, great. I think, I think so, because I feel like Westbrook knew what he was getting into before coming. He wants that ring, bro. So, if you want to want that ring, you want to do what LeBron exactly. does, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know, man. Westbrook. His game, I mean, of, his game of mesh. I don't know, man. Because think about it. I mean, LeBron kicking out the Westbrook, that's a brick, bro. That's a brick. He better, get, he better go to Chris Brinkley. 
Man, he could have eased that fast break. break. Free ain't going to Chris Brickley. Fast break. I think that the, the fast break game is going to be crazy. Crazy, bro. That's going to be scary. Lob, bro, new Lob City, bro. I'm not going to lie. So which is Dwight the Howard. There's going to be a lot of hype for them during the season. Yeah, but there was a lot of hype. Season, there was a lot of hype around the Brooklyn, too. So it was the same yeah, thing. But I think in the season, this team is built for success because, you know, it's going to be fast-paced, going to be open floor. But once the playoffs start, and the game, because we know the playoff game slows down a lot. One hundred percent. But bro, you you need more half court. You can get it. You, you got you got Rondo, bro. Big piece. They missed him. They needed him. Then you got Melo who can knock down shots. You got Bazemore who can knock down shots. You got Ariza who can knock down shots. Monk is good. None is a hit or miss. Ellington can knock down shots. Yeah, man. I just okay. know because I, I I think Malik Monk's really good in my opinion. LeBron and Westbrook on the floor at the same time. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. I am. I am. I am. Because just you know, they, they, these are two guys who, at the end of the day, they need the ball to be effective. Okay, they, but like, let's, like let's hear this. Scoring. You think you're concerned about them? Harden and Kyrie was able to to work together. Yeah, but Harden has also been a guy. But these but these are also two guys who can knock down shots off the ball, could and shoot. Westbrook can't. Can Trust me, they'll find a way, bro. They'll find a way. Westbrook can hit mid ranges, bro. Not catch and shoot, bro. What? Yeah, mid range. Nah, Westbrook. Wait, who? Mid- Westbrook? His mid range is wet. Whoa, whoa, no, it is not wet, bro. It is hey, not wet. yo. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we have. He had the he had the mid range game, the little mid range pull up, but even that's streaky. He he's streaky as hell in the mid range. That's one. And he two, is streaky. Two. I will, I will, I will personally pay y'all twenty bucks each if I see Westbrook do a spot at mid range at any point in the playoffs. Because he's not pulling it, bro. He's not doing that. He's gonna, he's either gonna pull a forty foot three, or he's gonna pull, or he's gonna put his head down and drive into four guys when he has LeBron James and the Davis on his team. Because we see, we see it before. He's had Westbrook on his team. He's had Harden on his team. I mean, he, I'm sorry. He, he had, he has, he's had Kevin Durant on his team, Harden on his team, and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. That Kevin Durant back then was better than LeBron, but either way, bro, it's Kevin Durant, and it's not like it's not like he was you know shying away from any opportunity to, to be the hero. Well, Westbrook wants to be that dude, and he has been that dude on multiple occasions. My point is, LeBron's a clear dude in this team. So will Westbrook, when it comes down to it, five seconds left in the playoff game, will he go the ball to LeBron? I don't think so. Yes, Westbrook bro, knows yeah. it's LeBron's team. Bro, I, I, bro, yes, because I feel like. That's why they had to talk at LeBron's crib to talk about situations like that. You know what I'm saying? I think Westbrook yeah, I mean, knew can, what he was getting into. They could talk about whatever, bro. But oh, I yeah, I know. It's, it's instincts, bro. At the end of the game, you, 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 you ain't, at the end of the game, you ain't think about a talk at LeBron's beach house back in September. You got to think about winning a ring. and He's going to know what to do if he wants that ring. Man. Some shit you got to sacrifice, bro. Oh, you're playing. You're playing with LeBron James, bro. Who, like, come on, who's taking the who's taking the last shot over him? Anthony Davis, as we've seen on multiple mm. occasions. <laughs> LeBron's not. I mean, LeBron has hit a lot of shots, but he's happy to get the ball. All right. Put it this way: Who's making the decision? LeBron. We don't have to worry about Westbrook doing anything until we see Westbrook got the rebound and then. Sprint ninety feet to the other rim. And He's gonna grab the rebound and look for who? The rim. I might have to agree with Vinny on this. I might have to agree with on that. He might just go head down and just football it. 
football See, in America. Think, well, think, playing with LeBron is different, though. He hasn't is. played with anyone like LeBron. Bro, I mean, yes, he has, bro. He's played with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, LeBron. Kevin Durant, Kev, yeah, Kevin Durant, exactly, OKC, bro, Kevin Durant LeBron, better, stop. Better score. It doesn't matter who's the a better t- score. They can both go out and get 40. But my point is, my point is, at least when Westbrook was tweaking, like he might, he might kick it out to the to, to KD for for a nice little three. He if he gets the, one, he ain't kicking to LeBron. Two, if he does, LeBron's not a good three point shooter. Spot up. In the playoffs, he is. I tell you that. Spot up, bro. He's gonna have the ball in his hand. There's no need for him to spot up. So then, so then my point is, so so then if LeBron has the ball in his hands. He ain't, if you kick out the Westbrook, bro, he's not gonna, gonna kick it out to Westbrook, bro. bro. You, did you not hear all the shooters I named? Yes, Mello, but Bazemore, Lisa, so Mark. Have, so, but my so what I'm scared is what well, I mean. What, what I'm scared for is last five minutes of the game, right? The lineup is probably gonna be LeBron, Westbrook, AD, and then what? Mello and it depends on who's hot because, bro, like I said, all the shooters I named could have a really hot game and just depending yeah, on the day. So, but at the end of the game. You're gonna be able to sag off Westbrook and just leave him open in the corner. And that's gonna no. That's, that's gonna. You're that's gonna, gonna tell me you're gonna tell me he's gonna miss a wide open three. I don't think so, bro. No, but I think they. I think they're gonna, they're gonna live with it. They're gonna live with him shooting. I would definitely live it. with. You're him. gonna live with an MVP out there like that, stop. From three, hell yeah! This guy, this guy for his career since This is the playoffs we're talking about. You're not living with any yeah, it's MVP the playoffs, out exactly. Westbrook, you want y- y'all know Westbrook's career three point in the playoffs. He's not shooting dudes, bro. I'm telling you that. Be, you don't have to worry about that. His game's gonna change. Westbrook for his career shoots thirty percent from three in the playoffs. In the playoffs, ready for this? In the playoffs, the man shoots twenty nine percent from three. He's not a threat. From you think he's just gonna be spot? You think he's just gonna be a spot up shooter in the corner in the playoffs? If LeBron, LeBron the ball, just kick I'm out saying too. If LeBron has the ball in his hands. They're, they're they're gonna put Westbrook on cuts for sure, but it's gonna one it's gonna mess it's gonna clog up the paint. But my only but my thing is if the the way LeBron's offenses have usually run, it's, it's it's either pick and roll with him and AD, or drive and kick to the and pass out to the corners. Westbrook is the same exact way, pick and roll with whoever's on this team, which is gonna, this year's gonna be AD before we're Stephen Adams, and now, and now this year, uh. It's gonna be like they they can't they're gonna have, they're they're gonna be on the floor together at the end of game, so they're not gonna be able to kick it out to each other because so, they can't shoot. Like I said before, his game's gonna change. Man, I'll see it. I'll see it when I believe it. Because we'll see how changed. it works. He ain't changed the past four teams been on. <laughs> he ain't changed the past four teams. But uh, all right, let's go on to the Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies last year came into a calm A seed. They beat the Warriors in the play-in. Um. And they did put on a little fight in that game one against the Jazz. It wasn't a horrible series, although they although they did end up losing in five. They're still very young. John Morant, Dylan Brooks had you know show out games, a show out series in general for that playoff series. Jaron Jackson was kind of just getting back from that um from his injuries throughout that season. They did for some for some reason they traded Jonas Valanciunas for Stephen Adams, which I don't understand. Completely why yeah, no I, think, I, think, I think they did it for like you know I, th- I think I think they got a draft pick out of that, but I don't know what they're thinking with that. They also let go of Grayson Allen, who I thought was pretty solid for them. Nah, Grayson Allen was solid. Yeah, 
They added Jarrett Culver also and Juan Hernan Gomez. Juan Hernan Gomez is a decent shooter. Jarrett Culver is not really what we thought he might be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know why they let go of Valanciunas. This is a guy who can, who was a solid big man. He gives you a big body, getting you boards. Yeah, Twenty ten. He can also step out for a three every now and then. Stephen Adams is is that that exact player, except he can't rebound as good, can't score as good, and can't shoot. Can't <laughs> I don't know why they let go of Grayson Allen either. He's a very good shooter. And plays defense. What do you guys want to see from John Morant and John Jackson this year? To Because uh, every year they're going to keep getting better. What do you guys think they're going to get better? Before we talk about them, what we need to do is talk about Brooks, who's really good and doesn't get the – the um. Well, he doesn't get his flowers. flowers. Yeah, he don't get his flowers. He doesn't, bro. He plays offense and defense. Yeah, he's looking like he's that's looking what like I need to see from John. I need yeah, defense. Aaron Aaron Brooks is a is a door. Dylan, D- Dylan, Dylan Brooks, Brooks, my fault. Yeah, Dylan Brooks last year in the playoffs and in, in his first career playoffs at age twenty five, five games, averaged twenty six points a game on fifty one point five percent from the field and forty percent from three. That's some and, pretty damn good numbers. And was guarding, and was guarding the best players. He was guarding Donovan. Yeah. Although Donovan torched him, but <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, what can you? What can you well, I mean, yeah, but like, like I said, Dylan Brooks is like a he's he's a new he's a new he's a new player. Like you know what I'm saying? He, I'm just saying, I give him his flowers because he he really did his thing, and people don't talk about it that much. What do you guys think uh, we're gonna get from John Moran, Jaron Jackson this season? Um, John Moran, he. He got my respect in the playoffs. I'm not gonna lie. He got 47 in that one game. Yes, he he did. But I need to see that during the regular season too. I need it to be consistent. Consistency is what I need. Yeah, yeah. I need consistency. He's a very good player. He has very good potential. I just need him to be consistent with it and pick up his shot a little bit. And then he he has me. I think I want to see him get get to the line a little more because those are the free points and all the great scores get well, to yeah. the line a lot. He's also missing those threes. Yeah, and I want to see him stop trying to dunk on everybody the entire game. Because he's, hurt. he's clearly an athletic freak, but yeah, one thing get hurt, and two, him missing dunks is not helping anybody. I want to see him add a little jelly to his game, you know, try to draw some fouls. You know, cause those are free points, like I said, and you want to just, you know, all the top guys, you know, shoot six, seven, eight free throws a game. He's shooting, you know, not that much. <laughs> Uh, Jaron Jackson, I want to see him, you know, get a little stronger, get a little bigger. Um, he's not, like, getting a lot of rebounds, because, and he's, like, 6'10", so I don't really know, like, why he's not doing that. He, I think because he's spending a lot of time sitting in that, in that, in that three-point line. I want to see him get inside a little more. Honestly, yeah, but also, I felt like they they gave away all the all the pieces they really needed. Like, bro, Grayson Allen can go out there and give you fifteen, sixteen. Valanciunas, Valanciunas. Yeah, Valanciunas, like Avery said or Vinny said, twenty and ten guy. That's very solid numbers. Like, I felt like they just threw away all the pieces they really needed for what a draft pick. Yeah, bro. Like it was like a draft. It was like a draft consideration from like, like Pelicans. Jared Culver. Jared Culver. I don't think he was gonna do anything. He was really good in college, but I haven't really seen him do anything. So 
he's my, my bookie's a bum for now. Play show with me. Justice Winslow, he he was really good on the way. He was really good on the heat. Now I don't know. Really good in the heat? That's a that's a bold statement. You don't think he was good on the heat? I think uh, he was he didn't do anything in the heat. He was high. He was like a he was like a nice man. <laughs> yeah, that's not I. He didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he was I thought he was good on the heat. Yeah, he, he he's lefty, so it, it looked better. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of a big dude who can kind of guard, you know, multiple positions. So I think that can help him out a little bit because John Moran is not not like an elite defender. So I think if you add, you know, because Dylan Brooks is a good defender, Winslow is not going to start. I mean, Winslow's gone anyway. So I mean, yeah, he's he, he wasn't really starting. I don't know how much burn he's getting anyway. So uh, they're not going to miss him too much. I don't think. I think they're gonna miss you know Valentinus greatly because Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams, he's he like he's like he's like twenty eight years old, but he plays like he's forty. He gives you something though. He gives you something. He he gives you a mustache and he gives you toughness, but a mustache <laughs> bro, toughness that ain't winning games another season, unfortunately. That toughness goes a long way, bro. If I know it, I got somebody that tough on my team, bro, I'm gonna go out there and try and kill people, like. Yeah, man. I mean, I bro, I mean, I guess, but bro, it was not worth losing Valentinus for. Stephen Adams, unfortunately, we saw what Stephen Adams did, uh, did with the Pelicans, and he, he did nothing. Yeah, that's very true. But so uh, we call him a bum. I'm not calling him a bum. He's just not. He's just not Valanciunas. Is he a is he a starter on a playoff team still? No, I don't think so. Yeah, he's not, he's not I mean, to contend, no. He could he's play. Bro, he he's a good defender. I mean, like, you know, he's not really moving his feet well. He's kind of, so, you know, he's a, he's a big body, which you can get for, you know, a minimum contract. But, you know, I'm not going to bash Stephen Adams. I like him. He, you know, he's solid. You know, he, he, he's giving you some good screens. <laughs> That's for but, damn sure. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I just – he's not giving you the offensive production I think this team needs from, you know, in terms of – because, like, it's not like cause, – because you, you have John Morant, and then I think it's it's a pretty – like, if Dylan Brooks can keep playing like he did in the playoffs last year, which you know he might, he might not. Uh, you know, I think, I think, I think you can you can count him to get to get like twenty points a game. But I'll you can count him to play defense. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm just concerned because you know the Stephen Adams, Valanciunas offensive drop off is massive, massive. But uh, yeah, let's let's go on to the Warriors. Ninth seed last year. Sleep a team. They lost both playing games. One to the Lakers. LeBron hit that three when, when he saw three baskets. <laughs> uh, they lost to, to the Grizzlies. Both of them were pretty much Curry versus the world. You know, you know, you know how it is. That was pretty much a whole. That was the whole story last season. Uh, just Curry, you know, willing them to any kind of victory at all they had. They did bring some guys back. They uh, like Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson's coming back from his injury at some point. They brought in Otto Porter Jr., Avery Bradley, rookies, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, who I think are pretty solid. You know, they're kind of young and raw, but I think, you know, they're, they're two guys who can, you know, at least provide some energy for this for this team, considering they're, they're a pretty old team right now since they added Iguodala and Clay Thompson yeah, back to the Yeah, he's a bum. He's a bum. He give it up now. Who? Still, Yo, Vinny. Yes. Question for you specifically. What is Clay giving you coming back from injury? Uh, so Clay's an interesting guy. 
just because a lot of his offensive game relies on our obviously shooting, but a lot of catch and shooting. So it's kind of like you know, like a Redick type, Kyle Corver type stuff, where he's running, he's running around a lot, uh, you know, making a lot of cuts back door, uh, coming off coming off screens and just shooting. So I'm a little concerned just because obviously it's an Achilles and Achilles, and we did see. KD come back, but KD is on a different level. Um, and ACL too, and he he hasn't played organized basketball like you know NBA level basketball since 2019. It's probably 2022. Um, so I think obviously the shot is still going to be there, but you got to remember before they they relied on Clay Thompson to not only make every shot, but also play the guard, you know, yeah, guard the best perimeter player on another team. I he, he's not doing that anymore. That that's that is it like, enough? Do you think he'll play to a level where there at least be a sleeper? Yeah, I think by by the time it's playoff time and the playoffs start, I think he'll be back to into, into into rhythm offensively at least. You know, he's gonna hit his threes, he's gonna make the cuts. He's a he's a, he's an underrated uh you know cutter to the hoop so he can score inside a little bit too. Uh but I don't think we're gonna get like you know sixty four points in a, and like you know sixty four points in three quarters, Clay Thompson, or thirty seven in a quarter. We're not getting that. We'll get, we'll get we the, need that. but we'll get the eighteen to twenty two a game though. I think so. Which could be you know it could be enough to make some noise. And I think you know at any point when you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on the court together, I think you have a chance. Uh, I'm concerned about Andrew Wiggins though. And I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this about about Andrew Wiggins' scenario. Uh, as 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 some of y'all may know, he is deciding not to get vaccinated. And regardless of your views on the vaccine or COVID nineteen itself, the protocols for the NBA are the protocols. And from a strictly basketball perspective, the fact of the matter is that having unvaccinated players, stars and starters in particular is a competitive disadvantage. The reason is if you test positive for COVID and you are unvaccinated, you're plain and simple more likely to spread the virus to other players. And that includes uh, players, the coaching staff, uh, et cetera. If you, and also if you test positive for COVID-19, the, the COVID protocol lasts longer for players who are not vaccinated in comparison to players who are vaccinated. That's number one. Number two, with teams like the Warriors and with teams that we'll discuss later on next week with the Nets and the Knicks, you cannot step foot into the arena if you are not vaccinated. So, and, it, and this goes for players, fans, media, personnel, uh, team personnel, everybody. So that means as a player, if you are unvaccinated on these teams and Wiggins is on one of these teams where these, where these city protocols are in place, you are missing, at minimum, and this is not including potential injuries, at minimum, 50% of your team's games. 50%. And who knows what the protocols are going to be about the playoffs? Because if it's the same thing, then you're missing, you're, missing, you're missing playoff games. So, you know, again, regardless of the viewpoints, from a strictly basketball perspective, this is a massive disadvantage to a team that's trying to contend for a title. So do you guys think, you know, without Wiggins – you know, like one, and like you guys think that they, they try to trade him 
or like what like what, what what's going on? What do you guys think? What, what do you think they're gonna do just with you know the whole Wiggins scenario? Honestly, I think I think they might see what he does before even like doing anything. They might say, "All right, you got like this amount of days, certain amount of days to what are you gonna do?" And they could say, "If you don't get vaccinated, we might trade you." And if they do trade him, I mean, Ben Simmons wouldn't be a a bad idea as far as defensive standpoints. Do you think Philly even wants Wiggins? Uh. Because one, honestly, with this with this with this COVID thing, no no team probably wants Wiggins. It's his COVID thing, and also his contract is pretty damn big. So you know, and it's not like he's gonna come in and give you 20, 25 a game. So it's not like it's, it's really worth the risk because not only is it a contract hit, but the vaccine status is definitely definitely a question mark for a lot of these teams. I mean, he could definitely play defense, so that would be a good ad for Philly. You know, missing Ben Simmons defense. Yeah, we gotta see. Uh... What Philly even thinks about that? Do you guys think that they can? Do you guys like realistically can the Warriors even land Ben Simmons? Like, like who would they even trade? Because Wiggins is not gonna be enough. Do, do, do they package so. a Weissman? Because like Philly's not gonna want Weissman. Nah, cause I don't even think I don't even think the Warriors are gonna trade Weissman. So like, because like you're, you're gonna get Wiggins, I guess you know they, they can probably give up like Kaminga and Moody. Yeah, they don't uh, have enough to give. Philly, they don't have enough. Like I said, it'd probably it'd probably be Wiggins and Wiggins and Wiseman because Wiseman has a lot of potential. But then again, I don't know what the 76ers is gonna want that or not. Would they even? Would it even be a fit? Like if they because they're, they're probably gonna keep Draymond if they do that because I don't think Draymond's gonna go, and I don't, I don't think they're gonna trade Draymond. But I don't even think believe really want Draymond too much. So if they keep Draymond and have you know Curry uh, and Clay. Is Wiggins even a fit in this team? I mean, is uh, Simmons even a fit in this team? Yeah, he could be, because uh, Wiggins, uh, Ben can't shoot, but he could also get he the needs to shoot. I don't think he'd be a fit. No, because he has shooters all around him. So I feel like you're saying Ben, shoot. he's gonna run the point? Yeah. Let's let 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 Curry on the two. Not saying Curry can't bring up the ball, but I don't see a problem with Curry running the two. I feel like with just how their system runs, you need to be able to shoot. And in certain situations, especially in the playoffs, they're gonna need key buckets from him. You can't be having one point games in the playoffs. That's that's just not happening. That can't happen in twenty twenty one. So you so in your opinion, can Draymond shoot the three ball? He can't, but the type of not player alive. Draymond is. You don't, but you're not expecting Draymond to shoot. You want Draymond to be the garbage man, and not in like a rude way. But you guys know what I'm saying. You want him to, you know, like have the, like, games like where he's twelve. He's a glue guy. Yeah, you want so, him to have triple so, doubles so at no points, ben, just ben steals, th- rebounds, but, things but like that. Ben Simmons you, could get you the triple double without shooting at the three, bro. I think it's he fair could, to say. Also, I think if I think if. Ben Simmons get, gets in the gym with Clay and Steph. They're making the nigga shoot, bro. He, he's shooting. And I think in, in that system and with that culture, who, you know, he's because he's seeing, like, you know, recent recent championship banners in the Raptors. I think he might buy in if they get him. And whether, oh, that's, yeah. and whether that's buying in, into shooting the ball or just buying into being like a Draymond 2.0, but, you know, better. Or whether that's you know developing a post game because he's 
because he's a guy who can, you know, hit a couple hook shots. He's 6'10 and athletic and can guard anybody. I so, think his ego is going to prevent him from being able to fit a Draymond type of role, which is why I don't think he's going to be a fit. He's an all-star caliber player. He's not going to go to, oh, now I'm being compared to Draymond. But, you know, I'm not saying, like, no. you know, like, you know, be Draymond, but he's going to, like, on the Warriors, he's going to have that Draymond kind of That's role. the only fit he's going to have yeah. if he can't shoot. But if he's going to – but I think he'd be the kind of guy, you know, getting the boards, you know, running the fast break, making the play, you know. And, and then a Draymond? Yeah. But, I mean, he but he can be a Draymond that's giving you 17 a game. Yeah. Now the question is, will, you, will it be useful in the playoffs? Got to shoot. And that's what we don't know. Got to shoot in the playoffs. Yeah, got to shoot in the playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah, to, bro. Uh, speaking of frontal playoff contenders who are no longer contenders, you got the Spurs. The Spurs last year finished in the 10th seed. Um, they didn't really have too many weapons outside of their Rosen. They have some young talent, but very limited depth. Coach Pop, all-time great coach, but as we were kind of seeing, he's not really transitioning that great into this new era of basketball where there's a bunch of threes. Uh, they drafted rookie Joshua Primo, who was – was, I don't know why they took that guy. Uh, he wasn't even projected to be in the lottery, and they just snagged him at like – I think it was like eight or nine, something like that. But uh, they brought back Brent, For- Brent Forbes, who they had a couple years ago. Uh, they signed Doug McDermott, who was a pretty good shooter. They got Thaddeus Young, Zach Collins, Alfred Aminu. But they lost to Rosen. They lost Rudy Gay. They lost Patty Mills. So this is kind of the first, you know, true starless era for yeah. Greg, Pop- Greg Popovich. It's, and it's, time for them, it's time for them to rebuild. Do you guys think that this rebuild is going to be his last year coaching? Honestly, it might be, it might not. But you got to realize he also has Tim Duncan helping him, too. And Becky Hammond, who I think is going yeah. to be the next coach, though. Yeah, but I feel – which I agree she should be because, I mean, she's filled for him when – uh, uh, what was it? Did Pop get suspended or something? When something like that. Becky, by now. Yeah. She coached, she coached for a few games. So I knew you're talking and about. she did pretty well. I mean, I don't see why not. Like, she, I feel like she's earned it. I mean, they have guys like Lonnie Walker, Dante Murray. Derek White, who's not Murray, those guys. Murray's really good, in my opinion. They have they, they they clearly have the promise, but I mean, these guys have been in the league for like you know three or four years. Do you guys think yeah. that maybe this year, since like they, since there's no since there's no DeRozan, there's no Kawhi, could this have be that the, you know, the, the they time they finally step up and make it like a leap? No, they don't have that veteran. They don't have it. Yeah, I, but I'm saying like because I mean I I think the playoffs is out of the question, out of the question. But in terms of Definitely. individual individual improvement. Can these guys like who who out of these guys? Dwayne Murray, Lonnie Walker, um, like who? Which one of those two guys do you think is gonna, actually going to make like the lead? You're forgetting Keldon Johnson. Okay, you're forgetting Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson's solid. Keldon but... Johnson, I'm telling you, he's going to step up this year. Watch. How old is Keldon Johnson? He's young. I don't know how old. He's young. I like 24. Oh, he's 21. 20. Oh. Yeah, Kelly Johnson's 21. So, yeah, so they have a lot of young guys. So, But we need to see all three of these guys. It can't just be one. We need to see Lonnie Walker do something because he has he has promise. Dante Murray is like a, he's like 6'5", <clears throat> lanky. He can guard anybody. He can score off the dribble. 
Coach Johnson defense. had a good season last year. They're in the lottery, but I want to see, you know, the young talent just show some promise for, you know, the upcoming years. Honestly, I think – they only to step up. I don't know. Pop's also a good coach, so I feel like he's gonna put them in the. Good, Is he uh, the type of coach that wants to be around without a star, though? Mm, we never really seen him without a star, so. Yeah, this is gonna be his first year, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see, I guess. But uh, all right, next up is the New Orleans Pelicans. Missed the playoffs yet again. They did not really use Lonzo Ball the way that they pushed. They kind of used him as like a two guard. I mean, he did get his shot good. His shot shot was looking good, but either way, he's gone. (laughs) They let him go. Uh, All the young players kind of didn't develop that great. Um, Garrett Temple is a new addition. They brought in Jonas Valanciunas, who I think is an upgrade over over Steven Adams. They brought in Devontae Graham, who is – you know, a pretty streaky score. Some guys treat him like he's Damian, Damian Lillard, but he's just not. He has range, but he's not. He's he's inconsistent. Uh, I think they're better off keeping Lonzo, but uh, you know, either way, about Graham, Tomas Anaransky, guys like that. They resigned Josh Hart. Stan Van Gundy is out as the coach. Willie Green is in. Like we said, Lonzo Ball is gone. Adam Ble- uh, Stephen Adams is gone. Eric Bledsoe is gone. Redick retired. So I mean, I, th- I think the question just really relies on uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram. Now Zion had a really good season last year. I think he averaged about twenty-seven points a game, which is great. And in the second season, Brandon Ingram's gonna be, you know about 25, 25, 26. and you know they they have a lot of talent on this team. They don't really have a true point guard, so it still looks that's a little concerning. Can are Zion and Ingram even a good fit? They could be. I think they just need a playmaking point guard, like you said. They need a playmaker. Yeah, because I mean, Brandon Ingram could definitely get to a bucket. Obviously, we know what Zion could do. Brandon Ingram is also a good shooter. They just, yeah, like you guys said, they need that playmaker. I mean, they had Lonzo, and then they one day didn't use well, him, and then and yeah. then they and then they got rid of him and signed a, a scoring point guard who is not even that great. And Devontae Graham. Yeah, Devontae Graham's kind of a kind of a scoring point guard. I mean, he can obviously play make a little bit, but I think he's more of like a go out there and get a bucket type of point guard. It's kind of like Patty Mills in a sense. You need a half court. Yeah. You need a half court setting point guard. Lonzo was more like a fast break. I'm gonna throw the ball fifty feet. You need a half a half um half court setting point guard. Yeah, Lonzo was also playing defense too. They're going to be in the lottery again this year, so I guess they're going to start looking at some mock drafts, <laughs> looking at some college players, find their point guard in the draft because ain't no one signing in there, <laughs> and, and they, they don't got him right now. Because you know, I think I think Lonzo could have been that guy, and I was excited to see what Lonzo could do in this team just because he was surrounded by you know some good shooting. He had. Zion just you know running the floor with them. I thought we were gonna see some more out of them too, but I guess it didn't really work out. I thought it was gonna work out. How much can how much do you guys think Zion Ingram can improve anyway? Like because you know we've seen them for like two years together, and you know they're they're both getting theirs, but it's not really producing wins. I think they're both 
have more room for improvement. They just need like slight fixing, I feel like. Zion was also was also battling an injury too, so Yeah, health is always a question with that guy because he's so he's so massive. So yeah, we have a lot of questions that need to be answered with the Pelicans. Uh they're gonna be lottery this year, I think it's safe to say. Do you guys agree? I agree. Yeah. Speaking of teams in the lottery every single season, we have the Kings who have who have been rebuilding since like two thousand three. Bro, I feel um, so bad for De'Aaron Fox, man. Yeah, missed missed the playoffs again last yeah. year. They have Buddy Heald. They have De'Aaron Fox. They have uh, Rashawn Holmes, who, you know, are three pretty good players. But it's never going to be enough for those three guys to make the playoffs, especially in the West, you know. They did bring in rookie Davion Mitchell, who looked pretty good in the summer league. He's a good – he's a good – uh, really good defender, um, which is great because Buddy Heald can't guard anybody. They keep, but they they already. I'm I'm a little concerned with that though, just because they already have Halliburton, they have Darren Fox, they have Buddy Heald, and now they bought in Davion Mitchell. So are they? Do they plan on running like a four guard set or something? Like, how's it gonna work? Are they gonna be improving? You know, they 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 lost Whiteside, they lost Kyle Guy, they lost Corey Joseph. They didn't really bring anybody that great either. They they brought in Tr- Tristan Thompson, which I think anytime a team brings in Tristan Thompson, it's kind of like you know waving the white flag. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like at that point, it's not like it's like yeah, they're, they're giving up. Yeah. They signed Alex Len, who who's, he's been he's been in the league for like seven years. He's has bomb. not he's not done anything, bro. He's a bomb. So one, I want to ask you, how long will this team be bad? And then two, are we gonna see any jumps from from, from these young guys that could push them in the playoffs finally? Bro, they're not Definitely gonna be not. good. They're not gonna get good until we get uh, a top five draft pick, bro. I mean, they had one two years ago, and, and and they took Bagley instead of Luca. Yeah, bat no Bagley was OD though in college. You gotta realize. Yeah, but bro, come on, man, come on. Do you yeah, guys see anything bro. big? But people always like mm. I don't know. I don't know. They need they they need they need everything. I mean, they already drafted, they already drafted like fourteen point guards. So I guess that they 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 need a good wing guy. They because they, they keep drafting big. They they, they 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 got Bagley. They got Willie Cauley Stein a couple years ago. Yeah, Willie Cauley Stein was all right. But, but these these are guys who have not proven to be guys that can you know be starters, let alone even bench players on, you know, really uh, like good playoff teams. Darren Fox obviously has a promise. Halliburton looked like, you know, probably the best point guard out of the draft last year, maybe besides LaMelo. But, uh, I mean, you know, I think they got to trade Buddy Heald. Trade one of these guards, bro. They have too many guards. They got to trade one of these guards and bring in, you know, a wing scorer who can, you know, get some buckets. I don't know who's, who's going to be, though. Yeah, you gotta get rid of Buddy. Gotta go. But he's a good shooter, though. I think Buddy would gotta be get something for him. Though. I think you know, just to backtrack a little bit, I think he would have been a better fit in the Lakers than Westbrook. As far as catch and shoot and shooting, yes. Because because Buddy Hill is one of the best shooters in the NBA, and he's and then I think in his first four years or whatever it is, he has like the most made threes outside of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So this guy's a this guy's a, a bona fide sniper. I think 
But they're just going to be in this lottery low yeah. until something gives. You got to, like, give some, you got to make a move somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure Someone's we'll be having go. this same exact conversation in about five years. Because <laughs> they've, they've been rebuilding <laughs> since we were kids, bro. Uh, our low team has been rebuilding forever. Is the Timberwolves. They finished, they finished 13th last year in the West. Another disappointing season. Cat missed a lot of time. Um he, I know he had like he had no like injuries, and I think he had COVID at a point. Uh, Daniel Russell, you know, that was his first full season there. He is just not. I, he had that season with the Nets where they're pretty good, but the Nets were just good all around. So it was him, but also the Nets. I don't think he's a starter on a good playoff team either. At least not this team. They have Anthony Edwards, who looked pretty pretty great last season. You know, he has a lot of promise. But the, if those are those are your top three guys, they can all get you a buck, but none of them are playing defense. You know, Cat is not a good rim protector, and you need that from your big man. D'Angelo's not guarding anybody. Anthony Edwards, he has the athletic ability to guard somebody, but he hasn't really shown it yet, so maybe I'm, I'm not going to say he can't guard anybody yet, but you never know. They did bring in Patrick Beverly. Uh, they did bring in Torian Prince. There, there's been a lot of hype around them getting Ben Simmons. Do you guys think that's a move that they, that they should make? Um, honestly, Ben Simmons could be a good asset for that team. I'm not gonna say a lie. Who would they give up? I mean, because they're they're saying, I, I from what I'm from what I'm hearing, they're not willing to give up Edwards. Not, I wouldn't not give up. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Give up Russell. <laughs> so like, who are they gonna they give have up? Picks. Well, I mean, D'Angelo Russell hasn't like. Bro, I used to be a big fan, but, like, I don't know. He hasn't really been showing me anything. And my thing with trading with Philly is that Philly is not going to want just a bunch of picks because Embiid and his timetable is now. In five years, he might be injured and out of the league. That's just realistic. I hope not. But to be realistic, you know, you never know this guy. He's always hurt. So I think they got that. So I think what they're aiming to do is, you know, just get lucky and have you know, a healthy playoff run for him, which he's been healthy the past few playoffs, at least, you know, relatively. But they've never had the guy or the guys around him that they need to win, especially with Ben Simmons being there. So if they, if they trade Ben Simmons, they're, they're going to want a guy who could contribute right now. So they're not going to want, you know, 2024, 2025 draft picks because that's going to be out of their window. Yeah. There's no one on the Timberwolves then. They got to go Russell. That's. Why would Philly want Russell? I think Philly will want Russell because Russell's a guy because you know Russell's not he's not he's not like an all star or anything but he's like he, but he has made an all star team. Given that was during that you know he was like injured, yeah, I mean, but he's a guy. No he's, he's, on the, he's on the he's a guy on the perimeter that can you know run a little pick and roll. Just a, a straight up score. swap. He can score. But for and, a one on one trade like that, he can I don't shoot. Think so. Yeah, now I want to. They're gonna want more. I mean, who would you want your team right now? Ben Simmons or Daniel Russell, if, if, if you're Philly? Ben, nah, D'Angelo. I want D'Angelo too, especially you know, considering my team are out already. If I have, because you know, at least, at least, at least we know Russell's going to shoot the ball, and, and he can give you twenty. He'll get to. He'll yeah. He'll get to a buck. I'll tell you that. Will it be enough? I don't know. Will it be a trade that either team wants to make? I still don't know, but uh, 
you know, Minnesota has to make a move because Towns ain't getting any younger. And I think I think he's ready to get out of there. He signed the contract. I don't know when his contract expires, but he no first of all, no one wants to be in Minnesota. Two, he's got a lot going on already in, in his personal life. I think he's about damn tired of losing on the court <laughs> along with the struggles he's having personally. So I think I think he's out of there in a couple of years. I hope. I mean, I just hope he is. You know, I'm tired of seeing because he's 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 nice. He's where nice. would he go though? Where would you think would be a good fit for him? Anywhere from Minnesota. Anywhere. I think he's the kind of guy who can at least you know with with a team that doesn't have like a certified big. I think that he could fit. He could fit on so many different teams because uh, he can shoot. He can shoot. He can shoot. Od. He, he has he has good post skills. He can run the pick and roll as a as a roller. He's a good passer. His defense is really sus, so they need to put him on a team that can, you know, that can play defense already. I think I could see him fitting in like a team like Golden State, but that's obvious. Oh, I got to defend Golden State. Uh, but like even the, like even if you like if you threw him on on, on on like the Bucks, he would be a good guy to put next to Giannis. But they're not gonna do that. They don't they don't have the cast base. But a team like that where you know they already have another star. Uh, I think he can be a definitely great complimentary piece to like a like a perimeter guy. Imagine him paired with Luca. That would be scary. That'd be perfect, actually. Because Luca's cat is basically Porzingis on steroids, minus the defense that Porzingis has the ability to give at points. <laughs> but uh, all right, we're getting to the bottom to the bottom of the West. If OKC, the Thunder, came in 14th last year, they were just tanking, tanking, tanking. They even got to a point where they were just resting. Shea goes Alexander, who is he's resting. Really 20, like, he's like 23 years old, resting. So that's, uh, that was pretty obvious that uh, they were tanking. But, yeah, SGA is really good. They drafted Josh Giddy, who I don't know. I mean, like, he's I'm not going to say he's bad or anything, but I don't know what – I don't know why they got him. It only really, it really makes sense to pair him with SGA. Uh, you know, they got rid of they – they got rid of Forford. So, they're kind of like, you know, they, their team is really young. Their team is really, really young. They didn't really lose anybody, so they're kind of running it back. They're probably going to take again. They, and they have – I think they, 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 this, is, this is a team playing for, you know, the the long run. You know, they have, they have all the draft picks. They have a lot of young talent. What do you guys think? You guys think they're going to have, you know, like – do you guys? I think this is one of the teams fighting for like last place in the in the whole league. You put it perfect when you said it's for the long run. We could see that from a mile away. My only concern with draft picks: how do you like? What do you guys think of this whole like draft pick type thing? Because 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 we saw it with Philly, the whole process thing. Do you guys think this is like an effective way to build your team? It could work. You just either have to one be lucky, or two just develop your players and fit them with the right, you know, personnel. I feel like they or... should build around SGA, honestly, and Dort. Dort, I feel like Dort can. And Dort, uh, yeah, yeah, Dort can have some really good improvement. He's just, I guess, all it's a hit or miss in the draft. You know, sometimes you draft right, sometimes you draft wrong. But I feel like they should definitely build around those two. I definitely agree. I think SGA is really good. He's a guy who's a pretty tall guard who can play the one or the two. He can pass. He can finish. He can shoot pretty well. 
Dort is another guy who can guard anybody. We saw how good he was a couple years ago in the playoffs. Um, he's you know, very confident in his abilities on offense. He's a great defender. Josh Giddy, uh, I don't know if he's a great pick, so I'm already concerned about how they're using their draft picks. Who knows? Giddy might be you know, solid, but they, they took him, what, like six? They're, they're going to have to get lucky with, with, with these ping pong balls in the next couple of years because if they, if they keep getting these, uh, you know, six slots, they're going to end up being like the Kings, drafting, you know, a bunch of average guys who aren't doing, or who are, who aren't doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. All right, we got the last team in the West, bottom of the barrel, Houston Rockets. They were tanking it up as well, bro. They didn't really have anybody besides, uh, you know, John Wall, who was unreliable with his injury status. He couldn't really play back-to-backs. He was looking, you know, decent, considering he's been out for the past couple of years. But, uh, you know, he kind of, I think it's fair to say that – do you guys agree that, you know, John Wall kind of reached the tail end of his career? Definitely. Oh, definitely. I think it's time. I think it's time to move him. I don't know if the team would even want him because his contract is so big. They might end up buying him out. Um, who knows? But because like you know, do, do you want you know three million or do you want thirty? I want thirty. So well, I don't know why John Wall get bought out. But uh, they did draft Jalen Green. They brought in Daniel Tice. Uh, Jalen Green, you know, he, he he played in the G the, the G League last year, which is you know one of the first times we've seen that, and and I think it's great for a for a young guy to you know play against you know some NBA caliber talent. Uh, they have Kevin Porter Jr., who I'm pretty sure dropped fifty in a game last year, so he can definitely put the football in the hoop. They don't really have that point guard, but they do have Christian Wood, who I'm pretty high on. Uh, he's, nah. a, <laughs> he's a guy who can give you twenty and ten. He's not really gonna play defense too much, but I mean, we saw last year they were they were they, they were decent last year. And then Wood went down. They lost like what seventeen or something like that. I forgot, but they lost yeah, a bunch nah, of games in a row. He's so, really good. Yeah, he's a guy who can put them all new. What do you guys think that they should do with John Wall? They look to move him, try to buy him out, keep him. I think they should keep him for one one more year. So he does. I know injuries do affect him a lot, but I feel like when he's at his full potential, he could. Yeah, I think he definitely because he's still talented, and, and like even even though he's lost a step or two, he's still very quick because he's already very quick. Um, and they they don't have a point guard anyway, so it's like they might as well. I think I think they should keep him too. Uh, you know. Take, take, take some pressure off of some of the young guys like, you know, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, but I think this team is going to be in the lottery, obviously, once again. And not only the lottery, but they might end up with the number one overall pick next year. Sorry about that. Cut out for a second. No, you're good. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're looking pretty bad. But, yeah, I, I've been doing it for all the teams. I want to hear your guys' predictions a little bit. What do you got? I want I want both of you guys to give me your Western Conference Finals matchup. Who do you, what what are the two teams that they're, they're going to make it? I got. I guess for sure. I got. Honestly, I got Lakers and Suns. Avery, who do you got? 
You said Lakers. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Lakers and Suns as well. Man, I don't know, man. I'm going Lakers and Warriors, man. I'm going. Lakers oh and yeah, Warriors. this guy needs to stop doing that thing. <laughs> oh y'all are sleeping, y'all, y'all are sleeping. First of all, okay, let's 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 think about it. So, we can't have sleepers the Lakers, in the finals, bro. So I think I think the Lakers are are the guaranteed favorite at least to get the conference finals, right? The second team is going to be up for grabs. You know, you're going to have you're going to have the Nuggets maybe with Jamal Murray back. You're going to have the Suns. You're going to have the Clippers if Kawhi can come back. Now the Warriors are definitely a team who, if they're you know together and healthy, can definitely beat all the guys I just named. They can beat the Suns. They can beat Denver. They obviously can beat the Trailblazers because they've done it a billion times. They can beat the Mavs. So, why is that crazy? I don't know, man. I just... You think you could be, they could beat the Suns in a seven-game series? I think Chris Paul is Steph Curry's son. That's one. I think two, they, they'll, they'll have the best guy in the series, Steph Curry, once again. I think... Uh, I think like you said, Clay's not going to be coming back. I don't think he's going to be the way he, the way he was before. Tw- I don't think he's going to give you 25 in defense, but, but he'll, he'll give you 20 points in no defense, which I'll take. You're going to need that. Sure, sure. But it's not like – it's not that the Suns aren't beatable. I think – I think – I think that would be, be a series that goes to seven. And he's not doing that. All right, I mean, sure. But at the end of the day, Clay can give you 30 on any given night. Especially in the playoffs, we we seen we seen Clay in multiple multiple occasions step up in a playoff in a playoff setting. Obviously, he's coming off a bunch of injuries, but but his defense definitely definitely goes in the, in the shadows, and that definitely is something that he's not going to be at least fully up to par on. It's coming back from both major injuries like this, and that's definitely what's going to be missed and needed in the playoffs. Yeah, man. I just think they got some talent on that team that we're, no, we we, we have to wait and see because I think we know what we're getting from the Suns. I don't think we know exactly what we're getting from the Warriors just yet because they have, you know, Kuminga and Moody. Weissman can come back and, you know, because he was number one overall pick or number two. Well, well, I forgot what he was, number one, number two. But he's a guy who can, you know, end up being like, like we saw Aiton last year in the playoffs kind of become a guy who was, who was you know, a really good option in the playoffs. I don't think there's any reason why Weissman can't do the same thing. It wasn't like Aiden was doing anything crazy, crazy. He was, you know, just he was just doing doing what he had to do. I think Weissman could do the same thing this year. My only concern is Wiggins and and his availability. But I think if, if at that if at that point he's available, then I think this team is pretty. It's not like crazy deep, but you know they have a good starting five. They have you know. Some yes, okay. some young guys on the bench with, with, with potential, and then you they have Steph Curry who can literally carry a team to the finals. I don't know, man. Just think that's bold. I think the Suns can end up losing to. Like I said, it's gonna be up for grabs. That's, that's that second spot. Because guys, we ask what happens to the Lakers too, because you never know these guys might end up being injured. But obviously, we're not talking about injuries. But uh, I think we're gonna have that. So, do you guys are you guys jacking the Lakers out of the West? Back. Yeah, definitely. 
Lakers out of the West. You heard it here first. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on. I do still want to see. So I think my own, the only thing stopping the Lakers is injury and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I think, I think we're sleeping yeah. on. Yeah, something against that guy. Bro. I don't, bro. Bro, we've seen it every single year. This guy does not change the way he plays. He's not a guy you want the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter. It's just not. It's just, like, you, you, you cannot sit here and tell me that Westbrook's a guy you want with the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter in a playoff game. He's not. Like, when I and I've seen this. I, I, like, every single time I'm rooting for a team that is playing against Westbrook's team, I am happy to see Westbrook pulling up for a shot. I am like, yes. Yes, because you, you, you know you know you know it's gonna be a break. It's, it is. It is. It's gonna be a break. I hate to say it, but this is the first it. time in his career where he's not even the top two option on the team. You don't think he's, he, he's not a top you, two you option? Think he's, he's not. But you think that he thinks that he's not better than AD? Because because you know damn well he does. He thinks he's a LeBron. He knows player. he's better, but he's it's just. It, AD's been there already. He's coming into their system. I don't think he's going to come into a LeBron-ran team, a LeBron-run team, and then start dictating it. You know, he's not going to do that. He's going to do what LeBron – he's not going to, like, be LeBron. I'm like, you know what I mean? He's not going to do LeBron's laundry and be LeBron's bitch, per se, but he's going to come in and do what he has to do to win. He's not going to come and be the old wrestler that I think you so believe he's going to be. He's going to take a role back from what he's normally been doing the past couple of years. He's not going to take a role back, but I believe he's just going to be his IQ. Hopefully, will go will go up. Hopefully, that's his thing. Like I've been saying, I'll see it when I believe it. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it because <laughs> this guy. We say it every time, every time, every time we say that. So we gotta see, especially in the playoffs, because I think what I think once again we're gonna see on Christmas, we're gonna see either during the All Star break, we're gonna see you know right, right before the playoffs, they're gonna win a lot of games and they're gonna look scary. But that playoffs is a different beast. I'm not worried about LeBron. I had some problems with AD and how he plays, but at the end of the day, he's a top, you know, ten player at the minimum, fighting for top five. Well, top ten is questionable, but you know he's he's he's, he's an All NBA player. Who? AD. Yeah. But uh, Westbrook is just the he's he's the question mark. He's the he's the X factor of this whole entire league right now. He's the X factor because if he can if he can mesh well with these guys, then they they're going to be a scary team to beat. A scary team to beat. But all right, guys, that's going to do it for the Western Conference preview. Next week, we have the Eastern Conference preview. We're going to drop it on the same day. It's going to be Sunday. So come back and stay tuned.